Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 28 of The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs. So be satisfied and quiet. Be contented with your contentment. I lack certain things that others have, but blessed be God, I have a contented heart which others have not. Then I say, be content with your contentment, for it is a great rich portion that the Lord has granted you. If the Lord should give you thousands in this world, it would not be such a rich portion as this that he has given you a contented spirit. Oh, go away and praise the name of God and say, Why, Lord, it is true that I would be glad if I had these and these comforts, which others have, but you have cut me short, though I lack these, yet you have given me What is as good and better, you have given me a quiet, contented heart to be willing to be at your disposal. Roman numeral eight. Contentment is a great blessing of God upon the soul. There is God's blessing upon those who are content, upon them and their possessions and upon all that they have. We read in Deuteronomy of the blessing of Judah, the principal tribe. And he said, Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou an help to him from his enemies. Let his hands be sufficient for him, that is, bring a sufficiency of all good to him that he may have of his own. That is the blessing of Judah. So when God gives you a sufficiency of your own, as every contented man has, that is the blessing of God upon you. The blessing of the principal tribe of Judah is upon you. It is the Lord who gives us all things to enjoy. We may have the thing and yet not enjoy it unless God comes in with his blessing. Now, whatever you have, you enjoy it. Many men have possessions and do not enjoy them. It is the blessing of God which gives us all things to enjoy. And it is God who through his blessing has fashioned your heart and made it suitable to your circumstances. Roman numeral nine. Those who are content may expect reward from God, that God will give them the good of all the things which they are contented to be without. This brings an abundance of good to a contented spirit. There is such and such a mercy which you think would be very pleasant to you if you had it. But can you bring your heart to submit to God in it? Then you shall have the blessing of the mercy one way or another. If you do not have the thing itself, you shall have it made up one way or another. 
you will have a bill of exchange to receive something in lieu of it. There is no comfort that any soul is content to be without, but the Lord will give either the comfort or something instead of it. You shall have a reward to your soul for whatever good thing you are content to be without. You know what the scripture says of active obedience. The Lord accepts of his servants their will for the deed. Though we do not do a good thing, yet if our hearts are upright to will to do it, we shall have the blessing, though we do not do the thing. You who complain of weakness, you cannot do as others do. You cannot do as much service as others do. If your hearts are upright with God and would fain do the same service that you see others do and would account it a great blessing of God, the greatest blessing in the world if you were able to do as others do. Now you may comfort yourselves with this, that dealing with God in the covenant of grace, you shall have from God the reward of all you would do. As a wicked man shall have the punishment for all the sin he would commit, so you shall have the reward for all the good you would do. Now, may not we draw an argument from active obedience to passive? There is as good reason why you should expect that God will reward you for all that you are willing to suffer, as well as for all that you are willing to do. If you are willing to be without such a comfort and mercy, when God sees fit. You shall be no loser. Certainly God will reward you, either with the comfort or with what shall be as good to you as the comfort. Therefore considered, how many things have I that others lack? And can I bring my heart into a quiet, contented frame to lack what others have? I have the blessing of all that they have, and I shall either possess such things as others have, or else God will make it up one way or another, either here or hereafter in eternity to me. Oh, what riches are here with contentment. You have all kinds of riches. Roman numeral 10. Lastly, by contentment, the soul comes to an excellence near to God himself, yea, the nearest possible. For this word that is translated content signifies a self-sufficiency, as I told you in opening the words. A contented man is a self-sufficient man. And what is the great glory of God to, but to be happy and self-sufficient in himself? Indeed, he is said to be all-sufficient, but that is only a further addition of the word all, rather than of any matter, for to be sufficient is all-sufficient. Now, this is the glory of God, to be sufficient, to have sufficiency in himself. El Shaddai means to be God having sufficiency in himself. 
and you come near to this as you partake of the divine nature by grace in general. So you do in a more peculiar manner by this grace of Christian contentment. For what is the excellence and glory of God but this? Suppose there were no creatures in the world and that all the creatures in the world were annihilated. God would remain the same blessed God that he is now. He would not be in a worse condition if all creatures were gone. Neither would a contented heart if God should take away all creatures from him. A contented heart has enough in the lack of all creatures and would not be more miserable than he is now. Suppose that God should keep you here and all the creatures that are in the world were taken away Yet you still, having God to be your portion, would be as happy as you are now. Therefore, contentment has a great deal of excellence in it. Chapter 8 The Evils of a Murmuring Spirit Thus we have showed in many respects the excellence of this grace of contentment, laboring to present the beauty of it before your souls, that you may be in love with it. Now, my brethren, what remains but the practice of this? For this art of contentment is not a speculative thing, only for contemplation, but it is an art of divinity, and therefore practical. You are now to labor, to work upon your hearts, that this grace may be in you, that you may honor God and honor your profession with this grace of contentment, for there are none who more honor God and honor their profession than those who have this grace of contentment. Now that we may come to grips with the practice, it is necessary that we should be humbled in our hearts because of our lack of contentment in the past. For there is no way to set about any duty with profit till the heart be humbled for the lack of the performance of that duty previously. When you hear of a duty that you should perform, you might labor to perform it, but first you must be humbled for the lack of it. Therefore, I shall endeavor to get your hearts to be humbled for lack of this grace. Oh, had I had this grace of contentment, what a happy life I might have lived. What abundance of honor I might have brought to the name of God. How might I have honored my profession. What a great deal of comfort I might have enjoyed. But the Lord knows it has been far otherwise. Oh, how far have I been from this grace of contentment, which has been expounded to me. I have had a murmuring, a vexing, and a fretting heart within me. Every little cross has put me out of temper and out of frame. Oh, the boisterousness of my spirit. What? 
evil God sees in the vexing and fretting of my heart and murmuring and repining of my spirit. Oh, that God would make you see it. Now to the end that you might be humbled for the lack of it, I shall endeavor in these headings to speak of it. First, I shall set before you the evil of a murmuring spirit. There is more evil in it than you are aware of. In the second place, I will show you some aggravations of this evil. It is altogether evil, but more so in some cases than others. Thirdly, I shall labor to take away the excuses that any murmuring, discontented heart has for his disorder. This concludes episode 28 of Jeremiah Burroughs, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. <laughs>